0: What is up? What an amazing day yesterday was. Awesome day. Connecticut finally has a champion that they can be proud of. Finally, a champion that Connecticut can hold up on a pedestal. And if somehow you didn't know, I won my neighborhood's chili cook-off. I dominated in Texas. I came into Texas. And won a chilly kickoff. And that is something that Connecticut can really hang their hat on. Because that is not an easy thing to do. And also Glover Teixeira, who's from Connecticut, won the UFC world title. And that's amazing. And we're going to talk about it. I'm going to walk through our bets, our picks. We'll talk about some of the fights. We'll talk about Monkey Knight fight. And then we will find out who won our weekly DraftKings giveaway. And listen, guys, I'm up units again. Only 1.3 units, but I only bet three on the day. So I got my three back, made an extra, and then a little bit more on top. So yesterday was another good day of betting. And it was a really weird card to bet on because, well, first of all, there was only four, not only, there were 14 fights. And of the 14 fights, only two underdogs won. Olin Jaychuk and Glover. So, I mean... The favorites were massive favorites and dominant wrestlers, and it is hard to wiggle your way around that. So there were not a lot of spots. I saw people forcing bets, trying to make things happen. Listen, you know me, I pick my spots. If there's a lot of spots, great. If there's a few spots, also great. I pick my spots. I've been doing really well. We have not lost money in, honestly, it's like six, eight months, something absurd. Every single week we're doing well. So Amanda Hebos money line, minus 154, that moved dramatically by fight night. She was like minus 160, 70, something like that. So I was able to get her at minus 154. I felt very confident in her. And she was the least expensive favorite that won. So I felt good about that spot there. And the live odds were amazing because she was losing the first round. So the live odds going in the second round, she was like plus 280. And then the live odds going into the third round were like minus 300. It was such a such a wild swing. So hit the HeBoss money line. I missed my Corey Sanhagen plus five and a half prop bet, which is such nonsense. I mean, let me know in the, in the chat and in the comments. All I needed was a little more than one round from Corey. And I absolutely thought he won the first round and the second round and then lost the next three. He was honestly winning most of the third round until he got hit with that spinning back elbow. Then fine, he lost that round, no problem. But he won the second round. It's absurd that not even one judge gave him the second round. That was crazy to me. Let me know if I was watching something that different than you guys were. But anyway, so I missed that bet, but I made up for it with my Petrosky hugh over one and a half and my durev kapilov over one and a half. Two sort of big lines, minus 170 and minus 150. I smashed them together into a parlay and got plus 170, which is absurd, right? You put those two together, it should almost be even money, but I got plus 170. And that's because BetUS, honestly, MMA is not their thing. So their odds are not good. And that's great for people like us that can spot those odds and make it happen. So we want slash bets We have three different promos. Jump into one, sign up. After you make a deposit, let me know. Reach out, Instagram, Twitter, however the hell you want. Let me know and I will send you $50. Straight up, 50 bucks, cash at Venmo, PayPal. However you want it, I will send it to you. A lot of you are signing up for Bet Online, and they have the best prop bets, but BetUS has the best odds and the best parlays. You can smash anything together that you want to smash together and turn into a parlay. Sign up for both of them. I'll give you a hundred bucks. No big deal. We on slash bets. Danny boy was Dan Kramer, a part of this channel of UFC fighter, Bellator fighter and best friends with Glover Teixeira. I shared that picture yesterday from Dan's wedding, but uh, Dan is in Abu Dhabi right now. Still there. He went out there to support Glover. Uh, you saw some of the videos we posted that Dan was sending us. But uh, he didn't, Dan didn't want to disclose how much money he bet on Glover. So he, then this is literally what he texted us, that he put the house on Glover to win by money line, his kid's college on Glover to win inside the distance, and his return flight on Glover to win by submission. And what's absurd is all three of those (laughs) hit. Glover won the fight. He did it inside the distance and it was by decision. So Danny boy is up massive money massive money. And I, I, when I tell you like he was emotional yesterday, I, I, his best friend defied all odds and won the light heavyweight championship. So Danny boy, not that you needed to follow along betting your house on Glover to share, but if you did, good for you. You got a brand new house. Again, we want picks.com slash bets, jump into a promo. I will send you $50 of our own money, Cash App, Venmo, PayPal, however you want it. Let's talk about Monkey Knife Fight. So I'm up 30 bucks. Fine with me. I started at 130 on the week. I've got 160 now. I'm up 30 bucks. And let's take a look at what that looks like. So this is what I got going on. Here's what I hit. Here's what I missed. Peter Jan Corey Sanhagen, more, more. I threw ten bucks to win twenty-five, and uh, I was very confident that was going to be a striking fight. I, I thought it was going to go the distance, so I was, I was pretty good with the more, and more there. I, honestly, I got a little nervous that first round where Jan was like taking his time, picking his shots, not doing too much. That made me a little nervous. I'm like, shit, is he not going to get over the one thirty-three? But obviously, that pace was picked up, and those two went at it. So, hit the more, and more. I missed. The more, and more a Makachev Hooker. I thought that would be a little more competitive. Honestly, Dan Hooker's just so tough. I thought for sure he'd put up a little more. I mean, look at that: thirteen strikes, nineteen strikes. Um, but something really funny is if you go to Dan Hooker's Twitter, he uh, tweeted out a GIF of Will Farrell crying and wiping his eyes with just watts of cash. So, I mean, what a perfect, what a perfect graphic for what. Uh, what happened to Dan Hooker yesterday? He got paid out the butt, lost the fight he was supposed to lose, and no big deal. Uh, then I missed the Hebos uh jandaroba fight. I, instead of doing more and more, I did more or less. I thought jandaroba, uh would be a little more desperate for the takedown, spend a little time off her back, so I did more or less. More and more would have been the hit. I knew it was going to go the distance. Uh, I knew he would hit the more because I thought she'd be on top a good amount. But uh, that was a great fight. Again, Hebos lost that first round, won the next two. Good fight. Put it up. Then knockout Kings, guaranteed money every single week. Every single week it is guaranteed money. Like you cannot lose in knockout Kings. I did Murphy, Shimaev, and Ankalaev. Shimaev won by submission. Ankalaev went to a decision, but Lerone Murphy got us that knockout. And that is why I only do one. You might look at that and be like, well, those odds aren't great. Listen, The odds aren't amazing, but it is a guarantee. And it is still 20%, sorry, 25%. No, sorry, 20, that was wrong with me. Net profit, net profit. So I'll take that, 25% net profit, no risk essentially. Uh, If you wanted to chase two knockouts, you can get two and a half times your money, three knockouts, six times your money, something like that. Either way, we only do one and it hits every time. Then I hit myself one of the very nice, three for threes, you play $10, you win 50. And that was fantastic. I got the more on Jan, the less on Blahovich, and the more on Sanhagen. That was great. Those are my favorite $10 to win 50 bucks. You can't go wrong there. So I hit that one. And then I lost a rapid fire because Gamzatov, he was the only, uh, Glover was the underdog that won. Gamzatov was a favorite that lost, and. um you know, I did uh, Gamzatov to have more strikes than Petrovsky because I thought the Petrovsky fight would end early and the Gamzatov one would go long. And that was reversed, but no big deal. The guaranteed money on knockout. Kings helped me out. And the $50 uh off the 10 for uh the the um three for three helped me out big time. If you haven't played monkey night fight, I am telling you right now, it is easy. It is fun. It is every single sport. All the sports. My brother-in-law is just like paying his mortgage with the football lines. It's all the sports. We picks.com slash MKF. Promo code WWP. They will instantly match your deposit up to $100. I say this all the time and it sounds stupid. Deposit money. Do 20. They'll give you 20, 50. They'll give you 50, whatever. Give them 100. They'll give you 100. Now take the free 100. You got 200 in your account. Only 100 is real. Take the free 100. Play that on 10 lines that you like. Win. And then you can withdraw your original 100. Now you're just playing with house money. None of your actual money is in there anymore. It's only theirs. Literally risk-free. You lose it, great. You lost it. Big deal. Withdraw your real money. Again, $0 out of pocket. Do it. Instant deposit match. No strings attached. We picks.com slash m. K-F. Now, let's talk about some fights. We're going to talk about a few of these fights. I want to talk about the Zaleski-St. Denis fight because of the referee drama, the referee scandal, the referee, whatever you want to call it. Um, You know, it, it was interesting because the announcers were screaming the fight should be stopped, the fight should be stopped. And obviously, the referee did not stop it. Then they were screaming that his corner should be stopping the fight, that there's no reason he should be taking that kind of damage. His corner should do something about it. And and here's my take. A lot of you in yesterday's live stream kept asking, what do you guys think? Here's my take. I completely agree the referee should have stopped that fight. I completely agree. It is literally the referee's job to protect the fighters and keep them safe. Part of that. Is enforcing the rules, right? Not allowing eye gouging, not allowing crotch shots, headbutts. That is to protect the fighters. Those rules are there to protect them. So the referee was looking at those rules, but didn't care at all about the health and well being. He was just enforcing the rules and nothing else. So that referee absolutely should have stopped it because the damage was too much. Where we were, what? It, it was the end of the second round. The dude was getting pounded on. He's down two rounds. Like, things were not well. The referee should have stopped it. Then, to further the ref's incompetence, he took that point away for the accidental groin kick with no warning, nothing. Accidental groin kick took a point away. Made no sense. It honestly felt a little shady, but, uh, like, real shady. Actually, like, you're just letting this dude almost die, You took a point away for an accidental groin shot. Like it made no sense whatsoever, Uh, but the UFC removed him. So last night, UFC was the governing body. So when they fight in Vegas, it's the the Nevada Athletic Commission that's responsible for the referees. The UFC has literally nothing to do with the referees. Same in California and Connecticut, wherever else they fight. When they were in Abu Dhabi, there is no local athletic commission. So the UFC acted as their own athletic commission, which meant it was super easy for them to remove this referee. The UFC was like, he's terrible. Get him out of here. And that was the right thing to do. As far as the corner is concerned, should the corner have stopped the fight? I I don't know, man. Like... Those, there's personal relationships there that go back who knows how far. I don't even know who was in his corner was his coaches, was his, you know, his best friend, his brother. I don't know who was in his corner. And and it's hard for me to say that the corner should have stopped the fight. The referee absolutely should have, but the corner, those are different relationships. Those are different people. They're there supporting this guy's dream. That's a different world. I, I don't know how I feel about the corner stopping it, but certainly certainly the referee should have stopped it. Amanda Hebos, Vernon Roba. Hebos was my money line pick. I don't think I've lost a money line bet, and I didn't even notice until you guys in the comments were saying, oh, your money lines, you haven't missed one. Um, so I haven't missed a money line in a while, I guess, but uh, Amanda hebos that first round was a little dicey, little dicey. She uh, got bullied, taken down. And then uh, poured it back on. Her striking was absolutely the difference here. She was able to keep it at bay, able to set the pace with her striking, able to keep the range the distance, two more damage, put it together the next two rounds. I mentioned it earlier. The live odds were really interesting because Hebas went into the fight as like a minus 170 favorite, something like that. End of the first round, she was a plus two something underdog. Going into the third round, she was back to a minus 200-something, almost 300-something favorite. So the live odds are always funny. Pick your spots. But uh, I I knew Hibas was going to win. I I did get nervous after that first round. Obviously, who wouldn't be? But I was confident in that. Hit my money line bet. Good for me. Hopefully, you followed along. Peter Jan, Corey Sanhagen, listen. You heard me complain about this earlier. I had a plus 5.5 bet, which means I bought 5.5 points On the judges scorecard, which means all Corey needed to do was win a little more than one round. Let's just say he had to win two rounds. He didn't, I think it was like one round and then two judges had to give him another round, but not all three. Anyway, let's say two. I was positive. I was absolutely positive that Corey Sanhagen won the first round and Corey Sanhagen won the second round. He was winning the third round before he got spinning back elbowed. And then he clearly lost the fourth and the fifth. So three, four, five, he lost. I'm not going to argue that. I, and the, it sounds like everybody agrees he won the first round. Who the hell didn't see him winning the second round? I absolutely thought Corey won that second round. Not even one judge gave it to him. That was shocking to me. So what I will say is, what was our analysis on this fight, right? That Corey Sanhagen's a much tougher fight for Peter, or Piotr, than Aljamain Sterling is, that rematch. And I completely agree. I think... I think Jan blows through Jermaine Sterling in the next fight, um, where I felt like he had a tough time with Corey. He gave up a round, I thought he gave up too, but you know Corey's Corey's length was an issue. Corey's willingness to go in the pocket, come forward, strike was an issue at times. Corey's miserable takedowns are a problem for him. Uh, if you watched our live stream yesterday, he was shooting takedowns. His head was below his butt. His butt was in the air. It was like a, how can I do this? His butt was in the air, his head was down, and he was reaching down, bending over. Miserable technique. That is like how four-year-olds wrestle. It was awful. I, I just don't understand how somebody fighting for a world title, somebody as accomplished as him. He's fighting for a world title. He is fighting a dominant striker. He obviously had somewhat of a wrestling game plan in his mind because he attempted quite a few takedowns. And that was his shot technique. That, it, that honestly blew my mind. Corey Sanhagen, very good fighter, very tricky striker, good striker, tricky and good on the ground, wrestling, the transitions, miserable, miserable. And, and, uh, you know, I'm a wrestler. I've wrestled my entire life. So maybe it's, it was just more apparent than me, but I was texting a lot of my wrestler friends. I was like, are you watching this? You will literally never finish a takedown if your head is below your hips. It's impossible. Then he finally got in the legs and was just hanging out on his knees. I'll never understand at that level, poor wrestling technique, poor jujitsu technique, poor. Sh- I just don't understand it. You're one of the best athletes in that division, in the UFC. Wrestling is one of the core three things you need to do to win a fight. And it was just, it was miserable, but very good fight, ton of fun, I honestly, you know, I uh, I was rooting for Corey because I had that bet, but uh, I like that he lost. I love dominant champions. I want Piotr Jan to kick the crap out of Aljamain Sterling and then fight TJ Dillashaw. And I honestly want to see TJ Dillashaw win. So that division just got pretty interesting. We'll see what happens. But, um, you know, I- I'm definitely looking forward to what happens there. All the screaming after Glover's win. Glover to share. Listen, we've said this a million times at nauseum, and some of you complained, but Glover's a personal friend of mine, personal friend of Dan's. We obviously care. First of all, we're very proud of that, and you have no idea how much we care. I literally shut the live stream down yesterday before Glover's fight because I didn't want to have to worry about the comment. I didn't want to have to worry about a single thing. I just wanted to watch the fight, be laser-focused, and just you know be there for that moment. So I actually shut the stream down for the main event which is counter to what you should do. Anyway, I almost wish I left it going because the screaming. I went bananas. Either way, it was very clear and we knew this going into the fight but you know we if you watch the interview Dan and I had with Clover before we started recording, we had some some good conversations around what's your game plan, what are you going to do. So We were very confident in how the fight was, was going to go, or at least what the game plan was, but I'm not going to share my, my, those secrets with the world, but fights over. So that wrestling heavy game plan, and I don't think it was a secret. I think everybody knew that's what was, what he was going to do, but Glover has power in his hands. And we said this all week and I kept saying we're biased. So it's, I, I, I don't think I'm being biased, but we obviously are. So it's hard to tell. But going into this week, we said Glover has more ways to win. He's the better wrestler. He's the better grappler. And he also has power in his hands. At the end of the day, he has more ways to win. Jan's only way to win that fight was knockout. That was the only way he was going to win that fight, where Glover could win by knockout, win a decision with his wrestling, or win with a submission. So, I think the exact phrase I used was this entire fight comes down to Glover's chin. And it did. He took a few of those shots. He kept coming. He made it happen and he was good. And everybody was worried about Glover's chin. He's 42 years old. He's been through the ringer. He gets, he gets banged around in his fights. And what happened? His chin held up and Jan's didn't. Jan was the one who was rocked heavily. And then that's where Glover capitalized. So either way, great game plan. If you didn't see it, first round, Glover came out, got a takedown within 30 seconds. Once he got that takedown, Jan went absolutely nowhere. He could not get out from underneath. Uh, Glover didn't inflict any damage, but he did establish that he's heavy on top and that he can take Jan down. Second round, either Jan was a little more prepared or Glover's shots were a little little loose. And I think it was a combination of both because second round, Glover's takedowns, four of them were defended. A little bit sloppy, a little bit defended. Then he cracked Jan with a big overhand left or a big left hook. Jan was a little, a little wobbly. Jacob was screaming, get him, get him. But I was like, no, take your time. Like, Jan is so dangerous. You don't want to come running in and then, you know, Jan's going to throw back. Glover took his time. Then he set up a legitimate takedown. Jan had those stupid ankle wraps. And I don't know why he had him. Maybe he's comfortable with it. Maybe his ankles or whatever. Jacob's theory was uh, he wanted the ankle wrap. So in his guard, there would be friction. And he could, you know, wrap a guard. That's definitely not why he had it. But I was like, because that friction works both directions. Sure enough, Glover shoots that takedown. Jan's standing up. Glover's left hand gets, you know, gets some grip on that ankle grip. Finishes the takedown. As soon as they hit the ground, Jan scrambles. Glover takes his back, submits him. Bang, done. Great job. I was screaming. Couldn't be happier. Dan is literally in Abu Dhabi. If you watch all the clips of Glover leaving the octagon, Dan is in all of them screaming and yelling. So Dan is having the time of his life, sending us videos of Amanda Hibas shouting out Jacob. Shimaev threatening to smack Jacob. That was a, That was a funny one. But either way, couldn't be prouder of Glover. We thought he was going to win. A lot of people didn't, but super happy, super proud. And he made Dan a bunch of money. Let's talk about DraftKings. Let's see who won our free DraftKings League. And if you don't know, we have a free DraftKings League. It costs you literally $0 to join, $0 to participate. And if you win, we send you money. And this week, all the numbers are doubled because last week's winner or two weeks ago, I forget when it was, he said, pay it forward, push it through. So normally, we send $15 to the winner if they're a subscriber, $30 if they're a member. And members are the people with crowns in the comments. Members click the join button under the video to support the channel and we appreciate you. So this week it is $30 if you're a subscriber, 60 if you're a member. And Sen, 909.2, you are this week's winner. You had Glover in your lineup, 108 points. Great job. Peter Jan, 108. Shimaev, 117. Tybora is your only loss. And this is a phenomenal lineup. And I think because all favorites except two, I think you needed... I think the quote unquote perfect lineup, the highest scoring possible lineup has uh, at least one loss in it. Petrovsky 117 and then Zaleski Dos Santos 96. Great lineup, almost 600 points, which is obviously rock solid. <coughs> lots of talking, lots of screaming yesterday. So reach out, send 992, 90, 90, I don't know. I owe you money. If you're a subscriber, I owe you 30. If you're a member, I owe you 60. Go to wewantpicks.com, scroll to the bottom, contact us, we'll figure out how to get you paid. Everybody else, you wanna join this league, you wanna participate in this league, go to wewantpicks.com slash draftkings. Join there, sign up. Everything's 100% free. Let's take a look at second place. You only lost by eight points. You had a Mirakani at 35, Kani scored more. Your loser scored more than first place's loser, but the difference is Hibas only scored 78 in her win versus some of the 100-point wins that Sen had. But you also had Jan, you had Shimaev, Hibas, Olin Jachuk, he was an underdog, one of two that won. You got 112 out of him. Throat's giving out on me. Petrovsky, 117, and then Kani. And how about Kani, man? We, I, you know, I, I felt like I broke that fight down perfectly. I was like Amir Khani's wrestling is going to be dominant. He just has to worry about his chin and his cardio. But if he can, if he can implement that wrestling game plan and his chin doesn't give up and his cardio doesn't give up, he will win that fight. And leaving that first round, the live odds that was a fight to grab Laro Murphy in. The live odds going into the second round of that fight because Amir Khani dominated the first round, dominated with the wrestling, dominated. The dude put up almost 40 points in one round, one round. Think about that. He would have put up that. If that kept, he would have put up almost 120 points and then add 30 for a win. He would have put up 150 points if he won a decision and it went exactly how the first round went, but his chin didn't hold up. LaRon Murphy cracked him lights out. That was it. And that's why I didn't bet money line on him Is I didn't, I just didn't trust the chin, but that was a great fight. Poor Amirakani, his wrestling was there. Lerone Murphy had nothing for him on the ground, but a lot for him on his feet. And next one, let's take a look. Member X Sweet Spot X, also only one loss. Sanhagen, 78. Hibas, 78. Petrovsky, 117. Glover, 108. Bekov 92. And Durayev, 90. Guys, great job. You guys get better and better every week. These lineups are absolutely killer. Go to our Discord. Communicate there. Finish these conversations there. You guys go crazy in the live chat. You go crazy in the comments. You want to move the conversation to the Discord. You are more than welcome. There is a link in the description. Thank you all very much. We appreciate the support. If you got rich, I see a lot of you commenting. Oh, I'm up 295 units. Thanks for the advice. Awesome. Support the channel, subscribe, share our videos, become a member, send a tip, whatever you want to do. Support the channel. We do this for you. We appreciate you. We'll see you next week. We're doing it all over again for UFC 268.